0: Each episode will focus on a specific theme, franchise, or composer. And that brings us to today's theme, and that is... Composer Tim Follin. While a small number of video game composers go on to achieve great fame thanks to their work in the industry, there are countless others who receive little to no attention at all. One of those often forgotten great video game composers is Tim Follin. A talented individual whose career has been often hindered by the poor quality of the games he composed music for, so much that despite his considerable talent as a composer, his work is regularly overlooked in favor of other, more well-known composers who simply had the good fortune to work on high-profile releases. Citing that the irregular work he was given through the years was not providing a substantial income in the tenuous nature of game development, which usually had several instances of him being hired and subsequently having the project canceled, Tim Fallon's career in the video game industry came to an unfortunate end in 2005. It is very sad to know that such a talented individual whose work in video game music that would eventually influence many other game composers in the future was barely given the proper praise that his fellow peers would receive. Tim Fallon was an amazing composer who was able to push the limits of the hardware on systems such as the Commodore 64 and the NES further than any thought possible. Regardless of the overall quality of the games Fallon worked on, he always gave it his all and made some of the most memorable tracks in video game history. Tim Fallen is unmistakably one of the absolute greats in the world of video game composition. And this is why this stage of the Retro VGM Revival Hour is dedicated to the great works of composer Tim Fallen. So enough with that and let's get started. First up is Sky Shark. Released September of 1989, developed by Software Creations and published by Taito Corporations for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have selected two tracks to this game. Starting with the title screen and ending it with the stage 4 theme. That was the title screen theme and the Stage 4 theme for the Sky Shark NES game. Next in our countdown is Target Renegade. Released March of 1990, developed by Software Creations and published by Taito for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have Cutscene, ready to rumble. And that was Cutscene, ready to rumble for the Target Renegade NES game. Next up is Ghouls and Ghosts, released in the year of 1989. Developed by Software Creations and US Gold and published by Capcom. For this particular game, I selected the main theme for both the Commodore Amiga and Commodore 64 versions of the game. That was the Commodore Amiga and Commodore 64 versions of the main theme to the Ghouls and Ghosts video game. Next up is Pictionary, the game of video draw, Released July of 1990, developed by Software Creations and published by LJN for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have Minigame Theme 2. Minigame Theme 2 to Pictionary, the game of video draw NES game. Next up is Silver Surfer, released November of 1990, developed by Software Creations and published by Arcadia Systems for the Nintendo Entertainment System. We have selected two tracks to this game, starting with the title screen and ending it with World Theme 1. <laughs> Is the title screen and World Theme One for the Silver Surfer NES game. Next up is Agent X2: The Mad Props Back, released in the year of 1987, developed by Software Creations and published by Mastertronic for the Commodore 64. We have flying section. Go, <laughs> That was Flying Section for the Agent X2 The Mad Props Back Commodore 64 game. Next in our countdown is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Released March of 1991, developed by Software Creations and published by Taito for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have selected two tracks to this game, starting with Brunwald Castle and ending it with Tank. Castle, followed by Tank for the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade NES game. Next up is Renegade. Released in the year of 1986, developed by Technos Japan and published by Taito for the Atari ST, we have selected the title screen theme. That was the title screen theme to the renegade Atari ST game. Next up is Plock. Released September of 1993, developed by Software Creations and published by Trade West for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, we have the main theme. was the main theme to the Plock SNES game. Next in our countdown is Gauntlet 3, The Final Quest. Released in the year of 1991, developed by Tengen and published by U.S. Gold for the Commodore 64, we have selected the title theme. the title theme to the Gauntlet 3 The Final Quest Commodore 64 game. Next up is Kiwi Craze, also known as the New Zealand Story. Released March of 1991, developed by Software Creations and published by Taito for the Nintendo Entertainment System, we have The Level Theme. theme for the Kiwi Craze NES game. The next game is a game that Tim Fallon worked on only to be canceled and that was Time Tracks. Although a copy of it does exist for the Super Nintendo, it was the Sega Genesis version that was ultimately canceled. And with that I go with the title screen theme which is also the game credits theme. the title screen theme to the Time Tracks Sega Genesis game. Next in our countdown is Equinox, also known as Solstice 2. Released November 12th of 1993, developed by Software Creation and published by Sony Image Soft for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, we have Atlina. For the Equinox SNES game. Next up is Starsky and Hutch. Released June 20th, of 2003. Developed by MindSign Productions and Supersonic Software and published by Empire Interactive for the PlayStation 2, Microsoft Xbox, and GameCube, we have selected the track only known as Pursuit Number no. 3. <music> Pursuit number three for the Starsky and Hutch PlayStation 2, Microsoft Xbox, and GameCube game. Next in our countdown is Bionic Commando, released in the year of 1988, developed by Software Creations and published by Capcom for the Commodore Amiga. We have selected two tracks to this game, starting with Big Fortress and ending it with the Tower of Demon. Fortress, followed by the Tower of Demon for the Bionic Commando Commodore Amiga game. Next up is WWF Warzone, released June of 1998, developed by Probe Entertainment and published by Acclaim for the Game Boy. This is Track 1. track 1 for the WWF Warzone Game Boy game. Next up is Super Off-Road. Released in the year of 1989, developed by Leyland Corporation and Rare, and published by Virgin Games for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, we have the title Demo. the title demo for the Super Off-Road SNES game. Next in our countdown is Ultraverse Prime. Released in the year of 1994, developed by Malibu Interactive and published by Sony Image Soft for the Sega CD, we have selected two tracks to this game, starting with the Unknown track followed by Act 5-3, The Final Fight. <laughs> That was the Unknown Track, followed by Act 5-3 for the Ultraverse Prime Sega CD game. Next and last in our countdown is Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge. Released November of 1992, developed by Software Creations and published by LJN for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, we have Gambit. And that was Gambit for the Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge SNES game. And that is it for this episode of the Retro VGM Revival Hour, but if you would like to keep in touch with me on Twitter, you can find me at MoonspiderHugs, and you can also visit our official website over at NostalgiaRoadTrip.com, where our back catalogs are being posted as well as our other podcast, The Nostalgia Road Trip. We also have a Facebook, Twitter, and Tumblr account. All links will be posted below. We are also available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and iTunes, and if you're there, please make sure to give us some of those 5-star reviews. It would mean a lot to us and show that we're doing a great job. And with that, this is Edgar Velasco saying thank you so much. And remember, the levels may change, but the game is never over.